0: or look us up on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks, and enjoy the latest from FBC. Well, uh, thank you, worship team, and good morning, everyone. You know we live in northern Canada when uh, minus 17 feels like a heat wave. I uh, was almost tempted to dig out my shorts this morning, but I uh, decided not to. They tell me this is only going to last for one day. But as long as this isn't our summer, then I'll take it. I'll take it after that last little stretch we had. Uh, It's great to see you all out here this morning. And I can say without a word of a lie or even a hint of exaggeration that you are the best looking group of people that have sat in these seats all year long. (laughs) So happy January 2nd. Uh, It's my privilege to be speaking this morning and uh, to to give uh, both Pastor Doug and Pastor Bruce just a little bit of a well-deserved break. And as Pastor Doug mentioned last week, uh, both that Sunday and this Sunday again today is uh, where we're in between our preaching series. The old one written in the sky, we've wrapped it up. The new one is is starting next week, which I won't uh, I won't give away that. but uh, so so today is a one-off. And that means that technically, I, I could speak about anything I want this morning. I could talk about marriage and family, I could talk about, prayer, wisdom, tithing. We could take a look at uh, the story of, you know, Daniel in the lion's den, or we could look at Jesus healing the leper. We could look at a parable or a psalm or, or a proverb today. But in reality, when the, the date that you're speaking on is January 2nd, just a mere 35 hours into this brand new year with all the unknowns and the uncertainties that it holds, It's really hard to ignore that fact, and so today I'm going to talk a little bit about 2022 coming at us. Just like uh, Captain Kurt and the crew of the Starship Enterprise, we are hurtling off into space where no man, woman, or child has ever gone before. 2022, what will it hold for us? Now, in in one sense, this January 2nd is, is no different than any other January 2nd, any year, um, at any at any given year, at this point in the year, really there's very little that we know about the un- upcoming year. Uh, here's a picture of what every new year looks like on January 2nd. I forgot to give my slide notes to the slide guy, <laughs> and I'm really sorry about that. Um, so there it is. Th- there is the... <laughs> Picture of what what the new year looks like at this point in the year, just a mere 35 hours in. The rest, the vast majority, as you see, is just darkness, uh, uncertainty, unknown. The unknown that's going to come at us, and that's no different than it is any year uh, at the uh, at this stage on January 2nd. For as many January seconds as you've been around to experience, this is always what the new year looks like at this stage. So then, why does this year feel different? Why does the darkness seem even darker and the uncertainty even even that much more uncertain this year? Why is it harder to be positive? I mean, traditionally, the beginning of a new year is a time of almost unbridled optimism with fresh starts and and hopeful resolutions and and this sense that things are just going to get better in the new year. Confidence that things are going to improve, though, for many uh, is just really hard to drum up this year. Even though we have no idea uh, what the new year holds any year, it feels different this year because normally what we do is we, we look back and we, we look at the norms of what we've experienced in years past, and then we think, well, this coming year is probably going to look some, quite similar to what the normal year, a normal year has looked like in the past years. But as we all know, um, the, uh, the normalities in our world have been basically blown up over the past 18 months or so. And the, nor- the new normal for us is unpredictability and drastic change and uncertainty and confusion. That's our new norm. And we really have no idea whether or not we're ever going to see our old norms again. And so this year feels different. Everywhere we turn, we're confronted with uncertainty. Uncertainty about our economy, our government, our rights, our freedoms, our health, our lives, our future, our world. And it's becoming increasingly difficult to to shake the feeling that this world of ours is starting to spin out of control. Now, as this and I think that's a good starting point. Sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm a little, little off because I have to try to give a cue now for every one of my slides. Sometimes it just feels like our world is spinning off of, out of control. And I think that's a good place for us to start on this January 2nd, 2022. Is our world spinning out of control? Because there's one thing for certain, our world very definitely is in motion. Uh, scientists, mathematicians, and others with bigger calculators than I have give us some really startling facts about our world. We're told, first of all, that as our, as our Earth makes its daily rotation, it's, it's spinning at approximately 1,000 miles per hour at the equator. Then, in order to complete its annual circuit around the sun, uh, it has to travel at, at an at astonishing speed of 67,000 miles per hour. On top of that, we're situated in a solar system that is swirling within this, around the center of our galaxy at an amazing 490,000 miles per hour. And if that's not enough to make your, your head hurt, Uh, our galaxy, along with the neighboring galaxies, is rushing forward into space at the astronomical speed of 2,250,000 miles per hour. So for the metric-minded, that's 1,000 kilometers every second. 1,000 kilometers every second. This coming spring, that's Pastor Bruce and Amanda pulling out of their driveway here in Lloydminster, to to travel back to Truro, Nova Scotia for their son's wedding. And they pull out of the driveway, and one, two, three, four and a half, and they're there. They're in Nova Scotia. (laughs) So for any of you that have made that grueling drive across most of our country, uh, you'll appreciate just how fast that speed is. Uh, Here's a random little brain teaser for you. If they ever... invent a car that can travel at the speed of light, will the headlights work? (laughs) Think about that. But let these speeds that our Earth is traveling at and spinning at just sink in for a moment. I mean, some of us get motion sickness on a merry-go-round. Some of us get dizzy standing up too quickly, and yet here we sit on these pews that are screwed to the floor that is bolted to a foundation that is sitting on a planet that is rotating at 1,000 kilometers an hour or miles per hour while it orbits and, and turns around the sun at 67,000 miles per hour in a solar system whirling at 490 miles per hour in a galaxy hurtling forward at, at 2,250,000 uh, 2, 200, 2, miles per hour. And yet somehow we sit here with, with no discomfort and no, no sense of even any emotion. It, it's truly amazing. In a little while we're going to celebrate communion and I anticipate that not even one drop of liquid will be spilled out of those little cups as a result of our earth's incredible velocities. You know, when I was a young kid, I used to, and I'll emphasize young, I, I went through a stage where I used to enjoy playing with tops. Now don't judge me, there were no video games or smartphones back then, but I had several tops, but one of them was my favorite. It was, it was made out of aluminum and uh, inevitably it would blow the others right out of the water. The first thing that caught your attention when, when you activated or got it going was just how true it spun, with very little waiver or, or variation in, it, in the spinning. Uh, The next thing that you noticed was that it just kept on spinning, past the point in time where you expected it to falter, but it would just keep on spinning. But that top, no matter how impressive it was at the beginning, when it started out, would always, always eventually develop a slight little waver, which would get bigger and bigger until it finally just spun out of control and fell over and stopped. One of science's uh, holy grail projects is the invention of a perpetual motion machine. That's a theoretical uh, machine that would continue to to run uh, infinitively um, without an external power source. Uh, Here are just a few of the uh, attempts that people have made over the years to uh, build such a machine and all of them have failed. Um, Despite all the attempts over hundreds of years, nobody has been able to build even a a very simple uh, machine that will maintain perpetual motion. And yet here we sit, you know, as our world spins at, at these astronomical speeds, and it's been doing it for every second of every minute of every hour, of every day, of every year, since the beginning of creation, flawlessly. So what did, how long did God have to, uh, to experiment and work to, to crack the code, to, to be able to break this riddle of the perpetual motion? Well, we're told in Psalm 33, verses 6 through 9, we're told the following. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and the breath of his, and the breath of his mouth, all their hosts... He gathers the water of the, of the sea as a heap. He puts the deep in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. You know This incredible system that, that's in, in play, operating on these mind-numbingly complex interactions between things like gravity and atmosphere and mass and, and uh, magnetic... Um, Fields and everything, and and, and so much more. All of that was just instantly put into place by the word of God's mouth. He said, let it be, and it was, and it was good. Look at the end of verse 9 there. He said, he commanded, and it stood firm. Another verse found in Job 26, verse 7 says, he spreads out the northern skies over empty space, and he suspends the earth over nothing. He suspends this earth over nothing. This incredibly dense earth of ours, whose weight is so great that it's recorded in numbers that we can't even really articulate, let alone comprehend. And yet it's suspended on nothing. Set in place and held firmly in place By the mere words of God's mouth, he spoke, and it it was. And the forces that were necessary to to accomplish that came into being at the the Lord's command. So let's revisit our question. Is 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 our earth spinning out of control? Now, I realized that we weren't thinking about a physical spinning when I first proposed that question. But I think that the things that we've talked about in the last two or three minutes here are very relevant as we consider the original question. Because if God, by the mere words of his mouth, is able to set this physical earth spinning and in motion and and holding it in place, suspended on nothing, ever since the day of creation, then I, I think we can have assurance that he's capable, more than capable, infinitely capable, of handling anything that comes our way while we're living on its surface. The creation and ordering of the universe was a very vivid demonstration that our God is great. And we've just been through the Christmas season where, the, where as we, we've celebrated how, how God has sent the Christ child to this earth. We have a very vivid demonstration there that our God is good. And so our God is great and our God is good, that that provides us with a very firm foundation on which to build our, our faith. An unbeatable combination. Our God is great and our God is good. So the challenge for us is to stop thinking horizontally and start thinking vertically. Let me remind you again of our view of 2022, this January 2nd, when our eyes are focused horizontally. On ourselves and on our circumstances. Nothing but a whole lot of intimidating darkness and unknown. But here's our view of of 2022, this January 2nd, when we focus our eyes vertically on God. When we think of God, of who God is, then the light of who God is just invades the darkness... And, it, and this vertical focus allows us to uh, have all the unknowns, the fears, the uncertainties, the unknowns, uh, just um, melt away in light of who God is. True, we don't know what 2022 holds. But like the old saying goes, that's almost become cliche, but is oh so true. We don't know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future. Now, that all sounds so simple, doesn't it? Just just maintain a vertical focus. But in, in practice, uh, what does that mean? What does that look like? I mean, if we walk around with our head and our focus pointed up, we're, we're probably just going to quickly run into a wall. So what does it mean to walk with a vertical focus? Let's break that down into, uh, into something a little more bite-sized that we can wrap our heads around. I want to take a look at Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 here. Here we read, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. So let's break that down into those little bite-sized pieces that are more easy to apply that we were talking about. In these two powerful verses, God gives us three different instructions and a promise that accompanies them. Instruction number one, God says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. The meaning of the word trust here is to have confidence in, to be bold, to feel safe, to feel secure. Do you want to feel safe and secure heading into 2022? Then put your trust in the Lord, not in your own self, not in your health, not in your wealth, not in your ability to control your own world and your own destiny. Put your trust in the Lord. Note, too, that we're instructed here to trust the Lord with our hearts, not merely our heads. This isn't just an intellectual kind of trusting where we know that God is capable of delivering us. But this is a deep-seated, at the core of our being, conviction that God will deliver us. It's a big difference. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Instruction number two, God tells us to lean not on our own understanding. Lean not on our own understanding. So Why would God say that? Is he an egotist? Is he sort of like a my way or the highway kind of God? He just wants us to do things his way? No, God tells us not to lean on our own understanding because our understanding is faulty. My understanding, your understanding... Is faulty. You lean on it on your own peril. Remember the little picture we saw a little while ago with the little white speck? That's a good picture of how limited our understanding is. We have no clue what the new year brings. And even that little white speck in the middle, the part that we think that we do know, do we really? Do we really fully comprehend everything that we experience? Do we really get the big picture? There's an ancient Chinese proverb told about an old farmer uh, who lived uh, on on his farm with his only child, a son. And uh, the man was quite poor, but he had one possession that that was his prized possession. He had a horse. And that was very significant because back in those days before, you know, when everything was done without machinery, uh, a horse was just a huge benefit in getting the, the work done. And especially for this man, because he was quite elderly. But one day, uh, the son accidentally left the gate to the corral open, and his horse ran away. Well, the neighbors heard about this, uh, this situation, and they really felt sorry for the old man, so they came over and visited him to console him. And they said, "'We heard about your horse running away.' This is bad. This is very, very bad. Well, the old man took a moment and then he looked up at them and he said, How do you know this is bad? Maybe this is good. Three days later, uh, their horse came running over the, the, the hill back towards the farm, and following the horse, their horse, was three wild horses. The son ran out quickly, opened the gate to the corral. Their horse ran in. The three wild horses followed. The son closed the gate. And now the old man had four horses. It made him one of the wealthiest men in that little village. And when the neighbors heard about that, they rushed over to him. And they said, we heard about your good fortune. This is good. This is very, very good. The old man looked up at them with a twinkle in his eye. And he said, how do you know this is good? Maybe this is bad. Well, they went away shaking their head at the old man and and mocking his foolishness. What was wrong with him? Who could look at at receiving unexpected instant wealth as anything other than good? Three days later, though, uh, the son was breaking in the wild horses, and he was thrown from the, the back of one of them, and he fell and he broke his leg. And the town folks heard about this, and they felt so sorry for the old man he relied heavily on his son to get the work done. And they, and they came over once again. And this time they were totally confident when they said to him, this is bad, this is very, very bad. Well, you guessed it. The old man looked up at them and he said, how do you know that this is bad? Maybe it's good. This time they went away angry at the old man. Didn't he love his son? This was just a clear sign that he was losing it. He was was not in his his proper uh, mind. Two weeks later, the local warlord declared war on a neighboring territory. And he conscripted all the able-bodied young men in the town and in the region to go and join his army. He went into battle and he was defeated and all the young men were killed In the fighting. But the old man's son, because of his broken leg, had been left behind and he survived. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding because your understanding and my understanding is faulty. How do we really know if it's good or if it's bad? might be just exactly the opposite. God's third instruction here is, in all your ways, acknowledge Him. In all our ways, in all our ways. God cares about every aspect of our lives. So we need to let Him out of the box. We need to let Him be involved seven days a week, not just on Sundays, not just for that calculated portion of our life that we include God in. Involve Him in all of it. In all your ways, acknowledge him, consider him, uh, find out what he's thinking about the situation. The word that's used here, acknowledge, has, has a, a, an additional meaning of submission. See, it's not just a matter of asking God what his opinion is and then running off and doing our own thing anyhow. It's submitting and, and obeying uh, his perspective. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And then an obedience, obedient response. God, God follows up these three instructions here with a promise. It's a promise which, of course, is dependent on, on uh, following these first three instructions. But God says here that if you trust me with all of your heart, if you lean not on your own understanding, if you acknowledge me in all of your ways, then I shall direct your path. God's promise is that he shall, he will, there's no, it's, there's nothing vague about it. There's no mites or anything. It's I will direct your path. The literal meaning of this is to make our paths straight or smooth. But don't let that fool you. That that doesn't mean that God promises a life that has no problems, no obstacles in the way. We we see clearly in Scripture that that's not the case. But rather, it's an assurance that we will be on the right path, the best path, the path that is most beneficial for us in accordance to God's will and plan for our life. The path on which when we encounter those obstacles, we can be assured of God's presence beside us to help overcome those those situations and those difficulties. Worried about finding your way in the new year? Worried about the dangers or the obstacles, the trials that it might contain? Worried about zigging when you should have zagged at some point? Then trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not in your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. On this January 2nd, uh, we have absolutely no idea what the new year holds. 2022. We have no idea what it holds for ourselves personally, for our family, for our community, for our country, for our world. But if we place our trust in the Lord with all of our heart, lean heavy on Him, and not on our own understanding, if we acknowledge Him in all of our ways, then we can be confident of this, that whatever 2022 brings our way, God is greater. God is greater than whatever will fill in our blanks this year. God is greater. You know, today is Communion Sunday. And I think it's quite fitting because the call of the Lord's table is to remember. This do in remembrance of me, Jesus said. And for us to remember the past as we face the future, I think, is very timely here. As we... um, as we remember the known when we face the unknown, as we we remember the certain as we face uncertainty. To remember is is to make sure that we don't forget, that we don't forget the incredible sacrifice of Jesus Christ that represents the anchor for our soul, the, the firm foundation on which everything else is built. The pinnacle, the epitome of God's love for us, we saw it. In, in the, the, uh, the birth, the life, and the death of Jesus Christ. And that's the love that the Bible talks about that drives out our fear. As we focus on the love of Jesus Christ, we can face 2022 with no fear. God is good. He is very, very good. That's easy to say, but how do we know it's true? Well, we know it because of the, the birth the death and the birth, of life, and the death of Jesus Christ, as I've just mentioned. That represents with complete certainty that God is good as he sent that gift to us. And then as the story goes, three days later, we have the vivid demonstration, the assurance that God is great as he raised Jesus from the dead. After having conquered sin and death that have held humanity in captivity for so many years. I'm gonna call the uh, servers forward at this point in time. Sorry guys, I had a a mask when I started out. I'm not sure where it got to. Uh, the servers are going to be distributing the little enclosed um, capsules or whatever you want to call them that have the wafer on top and the juice on the bottom. And the wafer is a demonstration, a reminder, an, an illustration of the body of, of our Lord that was broken for us on, at the cross. The wafer or the juice is a reminder or an illustration of the blood of Jesus that was spilled out on our on our behalf, for our salvation, and so this we do in remembrance of jesus let 's pray, dear heavenly Father. I just want to thank you uh, so much, Father, for your great love for us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you were for your obedience to the will of your Father, that you came to this world, and that you Uh, lived a life that we could not live, and and died in our place, a sacrificial death. No one took your life. You laid it down. And as a result of that sacrifice, there's a way now. There's a path back to God, back to reconciliation with our Creator, back to peace with God, back to forgiveness from our sin. Lord Jesus, thank you so much. Uh, Lord, we just do this in remembrance of you today. Amen. Now, this is not the table of First Baptist Church. This is the Lord's table. And so everyone who knows and loves the Lord is welcome to participate and invited to participate. If you still haven't come to that point where you've made that decision, then I would ask that you would just let it pass by and um, you guys can go ahead and start. Just let it pass by and, and respectfully observe. Um, when you get your, your little... Your little contraption here. Uh, go ahead and start opening the top. It's a little bit, a uh, little bit tricky. Open up the top. wafer, get that out. But then just wait, and we'll all participate together. This little wafer doesn't look like much. But to us, in this moment, in this time and place, it represents the body of the Lord Jesus Christ that was broken and mangled and and, uh, just virtually destroyed uh, for our benefit, for our salvation. This little cup, once again, very nondescript. But the color is appropriate because it represents the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that was spilled out in the voluntary purchase of our salvation. Um, we celebrate this once a month, and it's good that we remember it, but this, these two things should impact every second of every minute of every moment of our lives. This is why we should lean heavily into God, acknowledge him in all our ways, because his love uh, is worthy of, of such a relationship. So take, eat, and drink. This we do in remembrance of him. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for um, just the... Reminders that we've had in these last these last few days. Uh, first on Christmas, of your the incredible fact that God would leave heaven and and come down to this earth, come down and live as a as a mere human being, not privileged. Just you were born lowly and 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 without anything to uh, draw attention to yourself. You came. You said you were. You came not to serve, even though that was rightfully your place, but you came, you came. I'm sorry, not to be served, but to serve. Uh, Lord Jesus, thank you for our salvation. Thank you that you loved us so much that while we were yet sinners, while we were still standing in opposition to God, your Father, while we were still your enemies, you voluntarily gave up your life on our behalf. Lord, thank you for so rich a salvation. We're so undeserving but that's, Lord, where we, where your grace comes into play. Thank you for your amazing grace. Lord, uh, may it just impact us each day of this coming year. Father, we don't know what this year holds, but we know that you are in control. And so, Father, let us lean heavily into you, and especially, Lord, when the tougher times come, as they will. Undoubtedly for some here, if not all. And, and Lord, uh, we pray that, that, that you would just continue to Remind us of your sufficiency. Father, we ask all these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. You're dismissed. Have a great 2022.